0: Thank you for listening to Northwood Baptist Church of Yadkinville, North Carolina. Join our pastor, Tim Webb, for an encouraging time with God and His Word. Northwood Baptist Church is a place where the Bible is passionately preached and practiced, and where you are always welcome. So stay tuned for a practical message for your life as we enjoy the abundant life that Jesus Christ offers to all.
1: Sympathy. I I love this. Look at verse number 72 if you would. Zacharias is preaching. He's magnifying Jesus. He's making much of Jesus. Let's make a big deal out of Jesus. In verse 72, He says He's come, Jesus is, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember His holy covenant. We ought to give thanks to God for His sympathy, but to here in verse number 73, we say we ought to give thanks to God for His sureness. Because He said He promised mercy to our fathers. In verse 73, He says, the oath which He swore to our father Abraham. Here's what I'm getting at. God made a promise to His people and God always keeps His promises. God made you any promises? He's made you a book full of promises. Has God told you He'll bring something to pass? He most certainly will. And we ought to spend our lips and our lives magnifying the Lord. When people come into contact with you, do they think, now there's a big man. Now there's somebody that's important. Now there's somebody who has a a great intellect. There's somebody who has a great imagination. There's someone who has great ingenuity. Or do they think, there's someone who thinks he has a great intellect. There's someone who thinks he has great ingenuity. There's someone who thinks he has a great imagination. Do they see you as a great man? Or do they say, you know, he's not much. But that Jesus that He kept talking about. That Jesus that He kept magnifying. That Jesus He was singing about. That Jesus He was shouting about. He sure is something, and I've got to get to know Him, the world ought to look at us and say, man, those people sure are taken with his sympathy. You think about it. God promised His sympathy to the children of Israel thousands of years before Jesus came. He promised mercy to Abraham thousands of years before Jesus came. Now, I can be sympathetic towards someone. I can feel bad towards someone when I see that they're in a hard place. Every week of my life here at the church, I'll get phone calls like this. "Uh, Pastor, we have this need. We've got a financial need. We've we've got something that we need. And I'm going to be honest with you. When I hear those stories, I I try to be a good steward of what God's given to our church. I try to be careful and make sure that they're telling the truth. But when I hear those stories, it just rips my heart out. And I just want to give them everything in my pocket and everything in your pocket too. That's sympathy. But the next time that they call... And it's a month later and they've still not looked for a job. And it's a month later and they've still not done anything to try to better themselves. And it's a month later and they're still telling me the exact same story that we helped them with last time. My sympathy gets worn just a little bit thin. I had a fellow one day, it was during camp one year in fact, and I had met this man at Sam's Club down in Winston. And you just got to know me, this is how I, I am. He met me in the parking lot and... He said, hey, I need some money. I need some help. And I looked at him. I said, well, I'll tell you what. If you'll walk around with me in Sam's and you'll help me shop and you'll help me get the groceries I need, I'll get you a meal after we're finished. Bible says you won't work, you won't eat. So this fellow says, well, I'll do that. And so we went around Sam's Club. I pushed the cart and I said, I need you to go get me some water. I need you to go grab a hold of this. I need you to bring this. And he did it. And man, we filled the cart up and I witnessed to him and talked about the Lord. And and I got him some lunch and we sat down and we talked together. And he told me why he didn't have a job. And he told me all the needs that he had. And and I helped him a little bit. But at the end of the day, I said, said, listen, man, what you need to do more than anything else is go get yourself a job. He said, I know that. I'm going to do it. I'm a Christian. I ought to go get a job. I ought to get to work well it was a month or two later we were having camp and who would show up in Yadkinville at Northwood Baptist Church come walking down the road in the middle of camp but that same man and one of the counselors he started talking to them asking them for some money and they they really were a good friend to me they said I'm sorry I don't go here to church but he he goes here you need to go talk to him and they sent that fellow over to me and he comes walking up to me and, and he starts to give me a spill, and he starts to give me a story of all that he needs I said hold it just a second I said, didn't I meet you down at Sam's Club two months ago? And, and, and didn't we talk then about getting a job? And then we talked then about taking care of yourself and taking responsibility? Well, yeah, we did. And it wasn't long before he treasured on down the road. But here's my point in telling you all that. When I hear that story the first time, I get real sympathetic. I feel real sorry for him. My heart just gets torn out of me. But the second time, the third time... I say, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, do better, try harder. But get this, for thousands of years, God said, I promised you mercy. And for thousands of years, He saw His people over and over and over and over again come back to Him with the same story, Lord, we failed you again. Lord, we've rebelled against You again. Lord, we've forgotten You again. And Lord, we're sorry. And Lord, we're asking for Your forgiveness. And Lord, we're asking for Your mercy. And here's the wonderful thing. Every time they came back, His sympathy and His compassion was just as fresh as the first day. Because His compassions, His mercies are new every single morning. You say, why should I magnify the Lord? Because as low down as you are, and as weak wicked as I am, He woke us up this morning and He had just as much sympathy, He just as much care, just as much concern as He did on the first day that He ever called your name. We ought to be grateful for the sympathy of God. We ought to be grateful for the servants of God. But time's moving on, so we've answered the question, why should we magnify God? Because of His salvation, because of His sovereignty, His sanctity, His strength, His Scripture, His sympathy, His sureness, and surely we ought to thank Him for His servants. But then the question is this, not why do we make much of Jesus, but I want to spend the remainder of our time today and the remainder of Luke chapter number 1 answering this question. How do we make much of Jesus? Number one, I want to submit to you that we make much of Jesus with our lips. I want everyone to do something right now. And this will feel strange as, as you form your lips in this way and as you contort your mouth in this way. But I want you to try your very best to do this with me. I want everyone to, to, to take your mouth and, and go ahead and start forming it. Get it loose. I know you had not talked during church this morning. So get your mouth loose and get your mouth open. Get it ready. And here's what I want you to do. On the count of three, I'm going to say a word. And I want you to listen carefully to this word. I'm going to count one, two, three and say the word. And then I'm going to count one, two, three again, and have you say the word. All right. So here we go. One, two, three. I'm going to say the word. Amen. One, two, three. You know how we can magnify the Lord with our lips. When Jesus showed up at Elizabeth's door, the Bible says she exclaimed with a loud voice. You say, Pastor, it is not my personality. It is not my way, it's not my attitude to exclaim with a loud voice. Think of who it is that just showed up at the door. It's the mother of the Son of God. It's God in the flesh in her womb. And she shows up at the door of an 80-something-year-old woman. And you say, why is that significant? Because I don't know very many sweet little old ladies who are yellers. Now, I do know some old ladies who can holler. I know some old ladies who can be pretty bitter and pretty hateful, but I don't believe that was the kind of woman Elizabeth was. I believe Elizabeth was a quiet, a a meek woman, a, a woman who knew how to be modest in her behavior and modest in her life. But here's what happened when God showed up at her house, Elizabeth said with a loud voice, Blessed be God. Now I'm not saying today that if you're going to magnify the Lord that it means that you have to get up and have your face turn red and have that vein pop out on your forehead. I'm not saying all that. But I'm just saying every now and again we ought to take our lips and we ought to get them loose and we ought to get formed. And when somebody's talking about the sureness of Jesus, when somebody's talking about the sympathy of Jesus, we ought to say something like this. Well, that's the truth, preacher. You say, well, preacher, I could not never say that many words in church. Well, here you go then. I'll give you a short version of what I just said. Amen. That means that's the truth. I believe that. I agree with that. That's right. You say, what did she do? She made much of Jesus with her lips. Some of you this morning ought to make much of Jesus with your lips, not by shouting, though you should do that, no doubt. Let everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. Some of us ought to make much with much of Jesus this morning, not necessarily by our shout, but by our song. She says, Mary, you are so blessed. Mary, God has been so good to you. And Mary said in verse number 46, My soul doth magnify the Lord. My spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For He hath regarded the low estate of His handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done me to me great things. Holy is his name. His mercy is on them to fear him from generation to generation. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their heart. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has opened his servant Israel and remembered his mercy as he spoke to our fathers Abraham and to his seed forever. If God's been good to you and God has blessed you, here's what the Bible says in the book of Ephesians. It's talking about being filled with the Spirit of God. And it talks about how we behave when we're full of God. And you know one of the things it says? Singing unto yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. If God's been good to you and God's shown His strength in your life, if God has saved you, if God has shown His sureness in your life, you know what that ought to cause you to do every now and again? It ought to cause a song to burst forth from your lips. You say, well, preacher, we don't have the choir right now. I can't sing to the Lord. I can't sing for the Lord. As you're walking through work tomorrow, I promise, if you just start walking down through there singing, what a friend we have in Jesus. Somebody will look at you and they'll think, well, they've lost their mind finally. I knew it was going to happen one day, but they've lost their mind. But somebody else is going to look at you and say, huh, it seems like they think a whole lot of that Jesus. It seems like when everybody else is miserable and everybody else is upset about the government, they've got a song on their lips. And they're magnifying. They're making much of this Jesus with their lips. And maybe they'll come and say, what is it that makes you so happy? What is it that makes you so joyful? And you'll say, it's His salvation. It's His sureness. It's His strength. It's His His sympathy. And you can tell them what God has done for you because you have a song on your lips. Others still with their lips may preach we see Zacharias, when his mouth is open, his tongue was loose, He praised God in verse 64. And he begins to prophesy and he begins to speak of what Jesus coming to this earth means. And he preaches a message. Whatever you do, I just want to say this to you. Make much of Jesus with your lips. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom He hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God. It is pleasant and praise is comely. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Praise Him in the congregation of saints. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. When you say amen, I'm going to be honest with you. It encourages me. It's a blessing to me. But when you say amen, there's something far more important than encouraging the singer that's going on. When you say amen, or when you say hallelujah, or when you say praise the Lord, there's something far more. Important.
0: Thank you for listening today. This program has been brought to you by the generosity of the Northwood Baptist Church family. Our church loves Jesus, and Jesus loves you. You can hear today's message in full by searching for Northwood Baptist Church on YouTube. You can share this program with others on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Make plans to be our guest in Yankinville, North Carolina very soon for any and all of our services. You'll locate our church by going to 1309 Northwood Church Road. There, you'll enjoy a friendly welcome, encouraging music, and a practical message from the Bible. There is a place for you and your family at Northwood. For more information, visit Northwoodbandist.us. or you can call us at 336-677-3781. Or drop us a note at P.O. Box 1637, Yankinville, North Carolina, 27055. Until next time, from Pastor Tim Webb and the Northwood Baptist Church, God bless you and keep looking up.